You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Masterclass. Our masterclass for today is on branding communication for children. Katie Nguenya, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming through to studio. Thank you for having me really with you. All right, so let's talk branding, number one. Sure. So we all are on the same page when, uh, when we are speaking and referring to branding. What is branding? And then what is the communication of the branding? Okay, sure. So branding, uh, I mean... Uh, we do branding in schools, mm. um, for one. Um, so, And how we go about in doing that is that we've got two-meter by six-meter billboards um, that are placed in the hallways. Mm. And that's an opportunity for brands to put their brand out there. So that's a form of branding. And we also are allowed to place material in the uh, uh, restrooms of the learners, uh, obviously with information that would go there, the communication um, that's relevant for the for that type of place and um yeah and that's uh that's what we uh that's what i understand about uh branding yeah so when you are, are talking about the communication what type of messages are usually geared towards um the school children you know in your particular space but children in general what type of messages are geared to yes in terms of the communication okay so um We've worked with different clients. I mean, one of our first campaigns, we were actually on this radio um, about 13 years ago. Um, and that was the Going Green uh, project. So that was basically getting learners to know about environmental awareness, um, you know, appreciating climate change. Before we had so much load shedding, uh, we were speaking about solar then, about going green, getting schools to go green, putting recycling um, uh, bins inside schools. And um, also communicating the importance of uh, living in cre- uh, green uh, life for people. Um, so now we've seen it with um, with uh, load shedding as as one of as an effect, and also um, so the message the messaging that we communicated there, as I said, it's environmental awareness. It was T training um, and education. So learners were able to actually learn more about climate change and also know what to do to be able to um to live with uh w- to live with climate change um so uh, yeah so we did a uh, tree planting initiative with the learners so that was the physical side of it uh where uh, learners got to do that physically so uh, that's a tree planting and we still run the initiative uh monthly and then we've got different brands such as um Telcom where we actually place material around these specials that they have and then notify, send the letter home uh, to the parents uh, with the learner. And then the learner brings it back uh, with them uh, indemnified to be able to sign up for a SIM card. And uh, we're able to also communicate the brand. So the brand is able to build a relationship and also signing up a SIM card um, to a learner at that age. You know, uh, we usually don't change our numbers. Mm. So that's uh, one uh, uh, one of the activations and programs that we run in schools and um, also we've done uh, work with um, Adidas South Africa um, with Orlando Pirates where we've where there um, it was more about a competition where learners were able to enter to become uh, ball boys so um, it was a fun uh, competition um, where it was through S- interacting through SMS's mm-hmm. and also the messaging was placed in the school and um, yes, it was it was a campaign ran in Soweto, 
So that's on the competition side. Then we have also an anti-bullying campaign that we run with the teacher unions, um, which is sponsored by uh, various organizations, mm-hmm. um, the likes of Old Mutual, um, the Department of Basic Education is also involved in there. And that's basically uh, messaging around anti-bullying um, in the school and also um, taking ownership of the school, becoming a school fan um, in your school and... Um, yeah, so All that's right. a bit for now that I can think of. Yeah. Yes, yes. All right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we continue with our master claim. Seven o two master class. In our master class for today, we're talking about branding communication for children, and in studio with Katie Nguenya, an award-winning entrepreneur, businessman, founder, and MD of School Media, and then we also have with us Andy Rice, branding and advertising expert. We're taking your calls on o double one double eight three o seven o two. Your SMS is three one seven o two. Your tweets at M at Radio Seven O Two using the hashtag Seven O Two Afternoons and the WhatsApp line o seven two seven o two one seven o two. So. I want to kick off uh, with a call and then I'll come to both you, Katie and Andy, for your thoughts. Let us go to James in Rudaport. Hi, James. How are you? Hi, thank you very much. I'm fine. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Yes. I, I'm somewhat quietly horrified. Um, I, uh, well, I don't have children of my own in school, but, but I've been listening to 702 for the last 15 years, day yes. and night. Mm. And I have never heard that there was a channel out there that advertises to children at school on school level without mm-hmm. the parent being able to see what they are given. Now, your guest has now also mentioned that in some cases, SIM cards are issued to children on their phones. Mm-hmm. Now, when a parent buys a phone for their child and they issue them with a SIM card or whatever, the parent can control what's going on there if they want to. There are different mm. apps and that kind of stuff. They can control what the child sees on TV mm-hmm. in certain ways or what they do on the internet. But here's a channel that the parent never sees. Mm. The parent doesn't have any control or input on what the child is being fed. Mm. And the other thing that I'm thinking of is what if this database of SIM cards that they have issued to different children in different schools... Mm-hmm it's leaked to a pure mm-hmm. and the parent still doesn't know about it. Mm. So your and biggest... They are being infiltrated with all sorts of things that the parent has mm. no control over. They don't even know what the children see or being told or being fed. So in it's essence... Weird. So in essence, your concern is around all this advertising that would happen in schools, for example. Do children have, uh, do parents, sorry, have access or input to that? And if they're doing things like issuing SIM cards, um, um, that database being available. Let me give our guest, Katie, an opportunity to respond, James. Um, Katie, uh, what are your thoughts on what James is saying? And maybe there's some points of clarity there. Sure. So um, you can't go to any school and do anything in any school without the consent of the school governing bodies mm. of the of the school. Mm. So in each school, there's a school governing body and they make decisions on, on behalf of the school on various things. And that compromises of parents, teachers, mm. and principal, and also some of the workers that are, that are there. So everything that we do, we work in partnership with various school governing body associations. And uh, we... Whatever campaigns that we run through, uh, like I mentioned earlier, is that we uh, get them, we engage with them and see if that is relevant for learners or not. There are times when they have said, no, you can't 
to uh, run this particular campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, it's not. Uh, uh, there was a sweet company that wanted to promote uh, um, their sweets, and mm-hmm. they said no. This is not. This is not what we're trying to get at. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, and then also for the SIM cards, the SIM cards. It's a, we have a direct agreement with um, Telcom, mm. and um, there you can you cannot as learner cannot buy um, a SIM card without an ID. So what we do is we send letters, um, indemnity forms that indemnifies them, which is the parent actually signing up for the SIM card mm. on behalf of the learner. Yes. So that's how that's how it works. And then we then uh, this the the learner would be purchasing us. The the parent would give the learner the funds to purchase it at the school on the day we arrived. Okay. Okay. So in essence, it's not like you can just do whatever you want My without job. the parents' involvement. And there are cases where schools would would reject. So maybe yes. in the case of, for example, a sweets company, um, was it around health reasons that yes. they did not want sweets being promoted? Exactly because of child obesity and uh, yes. the sugar. Um, um, the sugar regulations at that time that was happening. Yes, that makes sense. I mean, Andy, on your side, are there, it is quite a thin line between over-regulating um, things that actually just need to be consumed in moderation because there's a difference between sugar and alcohol. One is completely illegal and damaging for children. The other one is more of like, yes, you can have sugar, but in moderation. How, how does that, that line get managed? Well, I think that uh, one of the challenges any any brand owner or their agency faces, uh, regardless of the uh, age of their audience, is an effective media strategy. Uh, selection of, of different media channels that collectively uh, bring their brand to, to the attention of the required audience. For children, that's particularly difficult because they're not conventional consumers of media. And quite often it's difficult to find a way to get effective communication with, with, with the child audience. And uh, I think any, any brand that tries it in an irresponsible way is likely to be found out quite quickly that the, um, the regulation uh, is as much the responsibility of government mm. as it is of self-regulation within the marketing industry. So if we go back to the liquor example, the alcohol example. Um, I actually chair a committee for one of the liquor companies which looks at all of their proposed work and assesses it for child appeal, for for, uh, binge drinking encouragement, all of the various social ills that can go with the sale of an otherwise uh, perfectly acceptable product and alcohol. Okay, let us take another caller. We've got Huffin in Oak. Hi, Huffin. Huffin, go ahead. All right, it seems we cannot get uh, Huffin on the line, so let's try and get Huffin back. I'm looking at the WhatsApp line. Let's listen to a voice note. Good afternoon, Rilevukhile, and to your guest there. Um, so I'm also in the space of um, in the communication. Uh, I've been doing projects in school, but my uh, medium is I use a spray can. So I'm a graffiti artist. So I've been doing various campaigns for schools um, using graffiti. And uh, what's even nicer is that like I would include the kids, but the kids would use... Um, 
uh, uh, brushes, you know what I mean? So I'd like to know from your guests there, what medium do they use to get through to the kids and make it uh, an interactive um, task? And, um, yeah, I would like to get their contacts as well, um, if possible. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. And I think graffiti is, is quite a beautiful way to, to, to get the communication. It is just beautiful to look at. From your experience, have you ever worked with graffiti artists in the work that you do? Um, not graffiti artists, but muralists. We yes. have worked with muralists. And, uh, yeah, we've done quite similar projects uh, with the Castle of Good Hope, uh, where we had a timeline um, painted uh, at the school world uh, uh, speaking about the history of the castle from the mm. 1600, it being the first uh, colonial building. So learners understanding that and also understanding the history of Great Shire, or the, who, the kings and chiefs that were incarcerated in the, in, the, in the castle, not the history that is really untold. Much. Yes. Uh, so we have that on as a mural and learners can engage with that. Um, yeah, on the world. Thank you so much for that voice note. We will give your details to our guest, um, and then you guys can uh, get together and get in touch with one another. Ivor and Huffin, I see your calls. I also see some of your other WhatsApps. We'll be back after this. 702 Masterclass. We continue with our Masterclass for today, Branded Communication for Children. Give us a call, 011-8830702 and the WhatsApp line, 0727021702. We have with us in studio, Katie Nguenya, MD and founder of School Median. We also are joined by Andy Rice, that is branding and advertising expert. Now, before we continue with the conversation, let's quickly uh, chat to Ivor Blumenthal in Santon. Ivor, how are you? How's it, Lebo? How are you doing? Good, good. Good to chat to you again. Yeah, so thanks for having me on. Uh, look, the bottom line is I don't know why this is even a conversation. I don't know why it's necessary to normalize a channel of advertising to children mm-hmm. when, in fact, we already have television, we already have radio, and mm. in those environments, the parents are at least or should at least be there to moderate the exposure of these kids mm. to whatever is carried on those platforms. To give them a one-to-one platform when we know that children, particularly young children, are simply not capable of distinguishing right from wrong when it Mm -hmm. comes to what they're exposed to in terms of advertising, is opening a door we do not need to open. Mm. The bottom line is we cannot trust advertisers, and Andy, that's with respect, but we cannot uh, trust the branding and the advertising and the sales profession enough to leave them alone with our children. Mm. That's the bottom line. And for someone to say, oh, well, we're going to give them a SIM card, it's approved by the school governing Mm. committee, the parents have to sign an application for it, with respect, that's rubbish. Mm. Bottom line is they have a one-to-one channel to our kids. We have no idea what they're doing. No one's controlling their behavior. Mm. The Advertising Standards Authority doesn't exist, literally doesn't exist in this country. Mm. And they can be as unethical as they want. They can put as many ideas into our kids' heads as they want. And we have no moderation over those activities whatsoever. We don't need to open this door. So let me then ask you uh, this do you feel that there is an opportunity in this one-to-one direct communication where, for example, it is promoting things like um, um, career days or it is promoting green products and recycling? No, because the reality is that an ethical advertiser might very well do that, but we have no guarantee, no moderation, no mm. control 
over the ethics of the people who are using these channels to communicate. They tell us they're great guys. They might tell us they're, 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 they're nuns and priests, but the bottom line is we have no way of knowing whether what they're saying is accurate or truthful. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to give our guests an opportunity to respond to that. Um, Katie, what are your thoughts on what the caller is saying? Um, well, I, I, again, um, as, I, as I said before, the schools are governed by the school governing bodies. So mm-hmm. um, the people that are responsible for the school at the time um, are the, for teaching, it's the teachers and the principal. And whatever activity happens at the school, again, it's the school governing bodies. Mm. So, I mean, that's how our model, our model has been working for over 13 years now. So, I mean, we, we can show you, we, you can go on our website and see the various campaigns that we've run mm. and see if they've, um, you know, um, are misleading young people, which are, which are very not, which are really not. We're always trying to run campaigns that encourage the learners. Um, and they have a positive benefit to the learners, um, to the, to the learners. So, uh, again, we work with the associations. So even at a national level where associations contribute, um, to policy and are in, are, in, uh, are working with the Department of Basic Education. So everything is, is, is done. Uh, we, we, we don't have to hide anything. Everything is transparent. Yeah. Mm. Let me then ask, um, Andy, from your side, have you found there being advertisers that are pushing the boundaries and maybe, um, um, I wouldn't even say pushing the boundaries, crossing the line if they have direct communication with children in a space that is preoccupied by children and not their parents? Well, first of all, let me just uh, say that uh, your caller said the advertising standards authority literally doesn't exist. Um, well, if, if by that you mean something under that name is correct. But, yes. Um, there is a, um, an advertising regulations board, regulatory board, which fulfills exactly the same function as the advertising standards authority ought to. And the important thing there um, is to understand that the source of issues and complaints that go into the um, ARB is both consumers and marketers. So the consumers are there trying to protect their kids from, uh, or even anyone from misleading advertising, and the uh, the marketers are there to stop their competitors from saying things that are absolutely mm. incorrect. So there's. there's two distinct streams of, of policing going on uh, and it's going to be very hard to use those kinds of uh, vehicles to uh, prevent uh, unscrupulous people from opening up either new media or to use existing media in an unscrupulous manner. Uh, I think that if, if, if uh, people have complaints about the industry like any industry, Mm. In the um, always bodies and, and channels by which those complaints can be lodged. Yes, yes. And I think um, it, it does help that there is a, a place people can go to if they need to mm. complain. Um, but I, I, I think the, the, the main thing that the caller obviously was sharing is there will be a period where as parents they are not there um, when it comes to that kind of communication. But let me start um, um, with you, Andy. What are your final thoughts just in general on branding communication for children? Well, I think that uh, 
as I said right at the beginning, many of the basic principles of, of advertising to children are common with any, any other age group. Mm. The, the, uh, the real issue is um, the extent to which people are misusing and abusing the conventional channels. And I think it's up to everyone to keep an eye for that. There are bodies, almost every industry will find a body that's there to exercise some control over, over what these members say and do. But if you're determined, like in any industry, if you're determined to break the rules, you'll find a way of doing it, sadly. Indeed. Andy Rice, thank you so, so much. And Katie, on your side, final thoughts as we wrap up the conversation. Good. So, I mean, for us, the big thing is what brands also need to start doing is educating um, learners about consumption, whether it's um, uh, food, whether it's food or fast food, whether it's a fruit. I think what people misunderstand, it's the consumption of of the product uh, mm. in, in most cases. So people, brands need to really play a role in, in, um, in doing that. And also the alcohol brands to be more responsible because... Um, as much as we're doing marketing in schools, there's taverns that are right outside of of public schools and uh, and various schools. So also that's that's direct advertising to a to a to a, um, a lower age group where they're not supposed to be marketing. And we aren't allowed to do um, marketing of pornography, alcohol, or anything uh, sexual um, in in schools. So uh, I think yeah, um, that's on my that's my take from. From the discussion. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming through for this masterclass, Katie Nguyenga and Andy Rice.